Welcome to Which Game First, where we explore the hilariously huge world of board games. Did we find any hidden treasures you've been missing out on? Let's find out. First up this week, we test our techniques as we stack our artistic styles in canvas. Next up, we take a stroll through lush greenery filled with deciduous denizens in Forest Shuffle. And lastly, we choose our champion and battle mono a claw in Pocket Paragons. I'm your host, Celeste Angelis, here with my decades-long gaming buddies, Evan Bernstein. Hello, everyone. Ed Povolitis. Hi, time for a game. And Mike Grenier. Bazinga! <laughs> Our first game up this week is Canvas, designed by Jeff Chin and Andrew Nerger, published by Road to Infamy Games in 2021. Number of players, 1 to 5, ages 14 and up. Playtime, 30 minutes. Okay, Mike, what's in this cute box? The cover of the box is a soft, pastel-heavy canvas of a girl with breeze-blown hair holding an easel and palette as she approaches a life-size chessboard beckoning in the distance. Inside we discover 60 transparent cards, a canvas mat, 12 scoring cards, 120 punchboard tokens, 20 background cards, 42 sleeves, and a drawer box. I'm not sure what that means. Um, there's also a bonus over here of exclusive deluxe content, 10 extra transparent cards, 8 award cards, 100 wood ribbon tokens, and 20 wood inspiration tokens. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if this game was colorful or drab, Evan, paint us a picture of the rules. In Canvas, you play as a painter competing in an art competition. Players will collect art cards, layering three of them together to create their own unique painting. Each card contains a piece of artwork as well as a set of icons used during scoring. Icons will be revealed or hidden based on the way the players choose to layer the cards, making for an exciting puzzle. Paintings are scored based on a set of scoring cards, which will change each game. Once players have created and scored three paintings, the game ends. So on your turn, you can take an art card or make a painting. Art cards are selected from a row of cards in the center of play, a community deck, a community pile, as it were. Each of these cards has a cost associated with their position. After you select an art card, you have to pay the cost by placing an inspiration token on each of the cards to its left. If you don't have enough inspiration tokens, you can't take the card. Any tokens on the card you select are kept for future turns, so it's a limited supply of these inspiration tokens. If you have three or more art cards, you can choose to make a painting. Select three of your art cards, arrange them in any order you want, and score them by comparing the visible icons on your painting to the scoring conditions. Once all paintings... Once all players have made three paintings, the game ends, and the winner gets to go paint the town red. <laughs> well, okay, we played this game on Board uh, board Game Arena, and we uh, didn't get to see the physical version. How do you think it held up digitally? I was pretty thankful for it being digital, uh, because it would be so distracting holding all those cool like transparencies in my hand, trying to like match them up and stuff. Yeah, but holding all those cool transparencies in your hand and trying to match them up and stuff, that would be cool. I know. It'd be awesome. <laughs> I kind of want to own this game just yeah. for that, just to see what it looks like. Yeah, this is one of those games that you want to try, I think, both online and in mm -hmm. person. Yeah, I agree with that. 
I don't think we've played many other transparency games. I can only remember one. Yeah, I remember one as well. Um, one. A, well, it was a while ago. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Magic the Gathering has a version of the game. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but you stack up the, the cards the same way and you kind of turn them certain ways to get all the different abilities on each card. Um, there was another one that we played as it was still a prototype, I think, at one of the cons where... It's kind of like a deck building game, but with the transparencies too. But there's not a yeah, lot of them out there. It's rare. Yeah. The, the it's one that I remember playing that when it first came out was the transparency for Mystic Veil. That's yes. it. Mystic Veil. Mystic Veil. Thank yep. you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So um, we, it's very rare that they have this. It's kind of a, a complex tool and probably mm. not the easiest thing to get produced. Yeah. Um, so I give them credit for that. Uh, the way these pictures are made by layer on layer on layer is pretty neat. What did we think of the style of art? Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, I, I already love like an oil painting kind of style. And like they had such weird things to match together. Um, it, it's actually, <laughs> it was tough to focus on the points because the pictures <laughs> could be so cool looking. <laughs> I think I probably would have appreciated the pictures a little more in person and also mm. after a second playthrough because the symbology of the game does take up a lot of brain space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how did you guys think that the the symbolism worked on this symbology? And the symbology, uh, I think, are clearly different from each other, although it not necessarily didn't immediately attack to me for like, oh, this means shading. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, this one was like composition. I was like, oh, hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They they had the, there was colors and symbols that could be in different places. Like you can have a symbol that meant shading, like Ed said, or or you know composition, but it could be in the red space or the blue space. You know, and you're trying to like in some cases trying to get a lot of the different aspects of the painting all at once mm-hmm. right. so it's it's tricky because they don't match up to a color yeah right and, then, and and that's not kind of on purpose those are different mm-hmm. attributes like one one thing about a painting are, are what colors are involved in it and another thing are what it you know attributes as it were are and, and whether or not they're those two appeared in different ways so mm-hmm. it makes a, a variety of different ways to have you know thing to try to score absolutely yeah Yeah. one painting can score in different ways you can score Mm -hmm. for symmetry and variety or you can score for what composition and proximity and space with one painting score Mm -hmm. on three of the four different ribbons effectively that allow Mm -hmm. you that tell you how to score it or score next to nothing because you <laughs> accidentally covered up the symbols oh, you wanted. Oh, yeah. Don't get that. This is transparency. So <laughs> uh, that took me a while to absorb. Um, mm-hmm. When I was playing, I'm like, oh, I'll get three squares and a triangle. Okay, okay. So I wasn't paying that much attention to the art. I was trying. <laughs> I was like, let me get three squares and a triangle. That's going to give me a lot, you know. And that's just an example. Not not necessarily true mm-hmm. that that would get, yield you a lot. So I'm like, oh, these two together will give me exactly that. I'm going to score a lot on this card. Then all of a sudden, when I put one on top of the other, um, I I suddenly didn't have, I was missing some symbols because I accidentally covered them up. Yeah. Because yeah. each symbol is in a different space on the transparency. Yeah. I think that 
being able to hold the transparencies in my hand physically and move them about would have yes. made it a lot easier to to yes. not do that to I not mean, make because, that mistake because they're yep. transparent in there that that bottom part where the the symbols are on those little color splotches um the order of the cards actually matter mm-hmm. and then being able to shuffle them around and see how that changes you know when when you have them in the hand i think it'd probably be more intuitive yeah it yep. definitely would have been because online it was kind of like you place it and then you see unforgiving I mean, yes yeah oh yeah i mean i was i was paying very close attention to that uh mm. because you have to but I, I love too when i'm looking at these little like cards that a certain aspect of the painting will always be in a similar spot so that the paintings as wild and wacky as they are make sense in a compositional way if that makes any sense mm-hmm. yes yeah and Such as figures are in a, usually in the a third of the painting, a, yeah, um, a left right. or a right side. Yeah, like a um, bottom, like across the bottom row or like top, like left area is going to be some kind of focus area. It's, it's mm-hmm. just cool. Like they all look like they actually were composed on purpose, which means to me they either are artists or have artists consulting them to make this game. Yeah, they definitely had, I think, uh, I mean, to me, I'm not an artist, so I can't really say. But just looking at them, like when I put these together, they look cool. Like it could be a real piece of art. <laughs> and the and the art gets named as well for oh, every yeah. extra <laughs> aesthetic, an no, extra aesthetic there. That. Now, Evan, how does the na- how does the art get named? Well, each of the cards has a word associated with it. Mm-hmm. So once you actually put your layers together, and it reveal it will reveal two words. Uh, you know, that will go together, and that's the name of the artwork, you know, like in some of these examples. It's, uh, yeah. let's see, diving p- uh, p- purpose or yeah. fading attraction, mm. right? I like so innocent it- <laughs> obstacle. That's a cool one. <laughs> and they have these haughty sort of names to them, which, mm-hmm. you know, just, uh, you know, adds even more to the, uh, to the yeah. feel of this game. It <laughs> definitely matters which order you stack the cards in, too, because the name, well, not only will the name change, but also certain like aspects of the painting will be different even though there's transparencies in some you might want to put a card on top of the other ones because it covers up one that you don't need from the other ones so Mm-hmm. Yeah. The order definitely matters for the mm-hmm. name too, though. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah, the name doesn't score you any points, but again, right. that's just a nice, a nice. It just aesthetic. makes a cooler name. It's yeah. a neat little touch, you know, that yeah. they that they added to to the game just mm-hmm. to give it the extra feel. Yeah, and like speaking of extra touches, like they have each painting has like the you know the the objects on the painting on the canvas, but also you can choose. Uh, which doesn't affect the point score or anything, but you can choose different backgrounds for them to make them look cooler. Which mm-hmm. was totally unnecessary for gameplay, but really necessary to make the aesthetic awesome in this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is one of those games that really would benefit from a, a physical version yeah. of it. Um, I would love to have a physical version of this game. Yeah. yeah, it's one of the few, I would say, that's really... Because mm-hmm. I could sit and probably just manipulate the images as a game for quite a while sure yeah you know as an individual game just to manipulate practice and and stuff like that and that mm-hmm. that's rare to be pulled in and want to sit with the game even when you're not <laughs> playing it yeah yeah other than a trivia game right, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, i can yeah. see you wanting to make make a perfect painting but it doesn't score as many points so oh, it's like God. you yes. have to struggle between your inner artist and the, and the per, and the competitiveness of wanting to win. i, I, I yeah, caught yeah. myself doing that so many times yeah, in this game. i'm like but yeah. that hand would look so cool 
cool when it just kills my painting. <laughs> yeah, that's why I thought it was neat that they allowed you to draft with inspiration points. Where it's like, yeah, okay, you have your your market where you're buying stuff from, and yeah, you, know, you can get the first item for free. But if you want to mm-hmm. get you know further down the list, you gotta put inspiration points on those mm-hmm. other ones you're skipping. Which then means like, hey, I can either pay three inspiration to get the one deep that I really want, but the first one has three inspiration points. That'll help me buy stuff later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, I definitely wanted cards farther down the line. And it's interesting because uh, it's really just luck of the draw on that because maybe the thing you need is the first thing that's really mm-hmm. cheap. Um, but if it's not, it, it might be later too, right? Yeah. Do they move yeah. down the row, right? Yes, they, they move down and the they left. become cheaper mm-hmm. as they stay on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Mikey doesn't grab it before it comes to me. Right. <laughs> oh, I finally happen? got to yeah. do that. Sitting in the right order really counts, right, Ed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah they're, they're, so a couple of the, uh, the things you're looking at is composition, variety, repetition, symmetry, proximity, Unity, which I don't think we played with. I don't know if you play with all the cards every game. No, you actually. don't. It's only four of four mm-hmm. of them, four aspects. Yeah, you pick four You're, of them. So, oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, and that's good. It shuffles it up. Next time you play, it's going to be four different aspects that mm-hmm. you're going to have to try to go after. Yep, it's very cool. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury canvas. What say you, Evan? Canvas has a really nice look and aesthetic to it. It feels like you're painting a picture. But it's really a puzzle-solving game. These two aspects blend really well together, and I thought the game was super creative. Dig it up. Ed? Collecting sets of transparent art parts that combine into imaginative painting, it's cool and creative. More than a couple times, I had cards just because they look cool without mm-hmm. necessarily scoring well for me. I'll dig this up to create more paintings. Mike? Yeah, like they said, you know, at its heart, it's just a set collection game, which, you know, can get a little stale. But the use of partially transparent stackable cards, gorgeous art, well thought out um, in the context of creating just a cool painting, uh, took it to the next level for me. Definitely dig this up. (laughs) I think this is a very rare occasion for me where playing the digital game has inspired me to buy the uh, physical copy. Mm. So um, I think that's great. I would recommend, I'm going to dig this up, but I would definitely recommend getting the actual physical copy. So dig it up. Which art games are on your palette? Let us know. We are at Which Game First on social media. Hey guys, what's going on with Which Game First? Monday nights, Which Game First to Board Game Podcast plays live and we invite you all to join us 8 o'clock Eastern Time, United States. Please come and watch us fumble our way through a brand new game that we will review for you in an upcoming episode of Which Game First. And it's very interactive. We talk with you. We take your hints and comments and opinions about the game. We play trivia with you. It's totally interactive, totally fun. We have a great time doing it. We want you to be a part of it. Oh, yeah. And I actually, somebody reached out to us online. I think it was on Instagram. And they wanted to send us a copy of their brand new game so we could review it. So as soon as it hits the edge, we'll get it out there to you and tell you all about it. Sweet. And teach and play at PAX Oh, yeah, learn and play. There we go. Tis the season. Have you guys picked your games yet? 
we're down to two sets of choices. We're going to do two games, it looks like. And it, um, there's a... Okay, we'll, yeah. we'll leave it a mystery yeah, for yeah, now. Yeah, we'll leave it mysterious. <laughs> Next episode, uh, I, I believe they have been chosen now, so I'm just oh, going can we sure reveal? They've been confirmed. I don't even yep. know. Let's save it for next week. Yeah, yeah. Okay. A teaser. Okay. Okay. Oh, this is a teaser. I like that. <laughs> now, man, I'm excited now. I want to start getting into it. So what awesome. we're talking about is at PAX Unplugged, which Game First will be doing a teach and play. So if you are traveling uh, to the Philadelphia area and want to play with us, it's Philadelphia, right? It is. Packs yep. Unplugged yeah. um, will be there in December. I believe it's the first weekend in December. Come and see us. Play a game with us. Um, we uh, often try to get time to play with our fans in mm-hmm. the main gaming room as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, we're oh, let, me, ex- let me do a quick correction. That. Quick correction. It's oh, yeah, learn yeah. and play. Just learn if you're looking play. it up on the thing, learn and play is what it thank is. You, thank you. Thank you. Learn and play. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And guys, I wanted to thank all our patrons. Thank you so, so much. Uh, you really keep the lights on here. It allows us to keep uh, doing these episodes for you. If you have a friend or uh, anyone you know that might like the show, please share it with them so uh, we get more fans. More fans means more great shows for you. Mm-hmm. Leave a like or a rating anywhere uh, that you find the podcast. Um, even if you've done it before, maybe you can catch it in a different location. Be sure to leave a like or a review. That would really help as well. And I wanted to say thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Our next game up this week is Forest Shuffle, designed by Kosh. Just a single name. Oh, Kosh. I love it. <laughs> Published by Lookout Games in 2023. Yeah. Number of players, two to five, ages 10 and up. Playtime, 60 minutes. Okay, what's in the box? The cover of the box is a serene green forest scene. Featuring a proud fox, a curious weasel, I think it is, maybe otter, I don't know, and a banged deer. And don't forget all the important, the all-important trees. Hmm. Inside, we see a deck of 180 cards, a game board, and a scoring pad. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if this game was lush or dense, Evan, hack your way through the brush of these rules. All right, there's a good amount to go over here, so bear with me. In Forest Shuffle, players compete to gather the most valuable trees, then attract species to the trees, thus creating an ecologically balanced habitat for flora and fauna. To start, each player has six cards in hand, with the cards depicting either a particular type of tree or two forest dwellers, with the latter cards being divided in half vertically or horizontally so those animal cards or um mushroom plant cards they're divided up down or side to side so it's two and one sort of on a turn you're going to either draw two cards face down from the deck or face up from the clearing area and add them to your hand or you're going to play a card from your hand by paying the cost and then putting it into play each tree and dweller shows a cost And to pay this cost, you discard cards from your hand into the clearing face up. If you play a tree, flip the top card of the deck onto the clearing, then place the tree in front of you. So you're building your own forest in front of you. Think of it that way. If you play a dweller, 
Pay only the cost of the dweller you choose and then slide the card under a tree that has an empty side that matches the dweller you want to play. Or you can play a card face down as a tree sapling and then that card costs nothing. It's a free play. And then you can have dwellers placed on it, but it has no species, whereas each tree is one of eight species. After you play a card, you can use the effect on the card or gain the bonus if you paid for the card with the same color. Or both. Effect and bonus. At the end of your turn, the clearing if it, the clearing has more than nine cards, you sweep the clearing and you put out new cards. And you start a new clearing, basically. There are three winter cards in the deck. When the third winter card is drawn, the game ends, and it ends immediately. Add up your points... Whoever scores the most wins and is crowned king of the Immediately. forest. Immediately. Winter is coming. It uh-huh. has arrived. That is yeah. it. Yeah. You winter know it. Coming. Winter is coming. It is now. Slammed with winter. <laughs> yeah. Did it surprise you guys? Uh, yeah. When winter came the third oh. time? Well, no, we, we knew it was really. coming. It- Okay. Yeah, for I think in our case it, it came so late that we're like we're in winter. <laughs> yeah, know. it was like it was coming, like the, coming. Where the, is it? The second <laughs> or third to last card in the deck, which yeah. always yeah. isn't the case, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, in general, it should be like on average should be around that area anyway, the last winter card. But it could happen. The first three cards of the bottom third of the deck could be winter, and it could be over right there. Okay. Right. Well, how did it look? Lush and green. Great. Played it on Board Game Arena. Yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah, we played it on Board Game Arena. I think the art cards and the trees are very well, nicely drawn. And I mean, it kind of reminds me a little of Wink Band. Oh, yeah, in, definitely. In the sense that, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, they're the kind of pictures and drawn you almost would expect in a nice nature book. Yeah, realistic. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's a lot of numbers on the bottom of these cards. <laughs> True. Well. Yeah, that's all your scoring methods, which are plentiful and a little confusing, to be honest. <laughs> I see one card here with a tree on it that has, uh, let's see, up to 1, 4, 9, 16, 25, 38, and 49 as possible scoring options on the card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that The, that, the that more depends. you have of that card, uh, the more it's worth. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, exactly. if you wanted to go all the way up to like 49... Would you have to be spending the entire game just just dealing with that tree? What a great point. Uh, yes, I would say so. Uh, mm-hmm. I, my experience was that you, you you start with a plan A and you stick with your plan A the whole way through <laughs> in order to get those points. If you start trying to go, okay, this isn't going to work, kind of the plan B, it, 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 you know, it's yeah, it's tough it's to catch late. up to the other players who have stuck with their initial plan and are mm-hmm. already well on yeah. their way. Well, mm. I, I like to add a caveat to that. It's like, yes, you want to do your plan A if you're that which, which kind of speaking to you in your first few turns. But if a plan B comes around, then do plan A and plan B as the uh, the, the, yeah. the cards allow. Because you, there's only certain cards available that are on the display that you draw. So, you know, if, I started off with like three bunnies. So my plan A was bunny. And if I don't get more bunnies, then, well, I mean... If I see a bunny, I'm going to go bunny. But otherwise, I got to have to have something else to do while I wait for the bunny. Mm-hmm. You stuck mm-hmm. to your plan A, though. I yeah. did. Yeah. I think the, you enough have... bunny came up that I, it, it was uh, you know, solid for me. Yeah, I think in the length well, of the one game. one would think a lot of bunnies would show up. You know what I mean? I mean, you'd think <laughs> they are bunnies after all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think by looking, like by the one playthrough we did, I feel like there's room for two plans at the same time. 
mm-hmm. as far as the, the length of the game goes. So you can have a plan A and a plan B, you know. It's hard to switch to a plan C and scrap one of the other yeah. ones. But. <laughs> <laughs> your plan three no plan C. Your no plan C, C is C. a failed plan A or B or whatever one that yeah, is. Yeah, right. <laughs> but in the example you brought up, okay, so Celeste, you're looking at that one tree card. And if you're yep. able to place seven or more of them out, yeah, you'll get the 49. But there's probably only eight of those trees in the entire yeah. deck. Yep. And what are mm-hmm. the chances that you're going to, or the other players are going, allow you to? Mm. Which is right. Key. Well, I don't Grab know. You tell card. me. So you're in. You're you get. You're all choosing from what community set in the center, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. The clearing. And yep. yeah. And so by the time you're at the fourth tree, you're going to be blocked. Fifth tree, maybe. Well, all right. Here's what I'd say against that. Like, so <laughs> uh, there's two things that prevent somebody from just blocking you. One is that the cards that you put down, the trees, they have a number on the top left. That's a number of other cards you have to spend to play it. And you're not spending them into the void. You're spending them back into the community area. Mm-hmm. Mm. So if, you, if you're not going to play it and, you know, if you try to play it, you're going to split the points with them and that's never good. But if you're not going to play it, you're going to spend it as currency and it'll become available again for other people. Mm. So, so those strategies aren't as hard as they are in some other games, I think. True, I true, see, because it's hard to block in this game. Right. Yeah, but exactly. Because you got to spend like, too much. Okay. Mm-hmm. There are going to be some conflicting strategies that are not necessarily the same strategy. Like, okay, that, that chestnut strategy, you want to get as many chestnuts as you can. Great. There's another one where it's like, oh, you'll, you'll get points if you get all eight types of tree. Now, that means you're going to want to get a chestnut, but you don't mm-hmm. necessarily need to get all eight. You yep. just need to yep. get one. And then by clearly, that means the other person's not... They can be able to get all of them. Yeah. I, I mean, I was doing a heavy tree. Stra- my, my original strategy, because when I asked Ed about how the points worked, of course, I should have done my own research, but I'm lazy and I leaned on Ed. And I asked him how the points work for the butterflies. And the <laughs> butterflies get scored in pairs. And I don't well, know. Exactly. I, I want to go into the deep <laughs> description of how it gets scored. Yeah. But the way they to check them as pairs is way different than what I expected it to be. Yeah, but you don't just look at them and say, that's a pair. That's a pair. That counts as one pair. Yeah. No, it's not like that. You have Aww. to have a set. It says set a, yeah, in a, a weird a, a way. unique set. It's not like, oh, this is 15-4, 15-5, and another pair is sick. No, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they have to be unique sets. Yeah, it was mm. weird. So so that hurt. But but my <laughs> other strategy was just lots of trees. Like I, I had almost no animals. I was just trees and butterflies in my whole Aww, forest. Oh, it's a lonely forest. It was cute, though. It was very, very <laughs> safe. Very safe forest, unless you're scared <laughs> of butterflies. It was, it was yeah, kind of interesting looking over at uh, Mikey's forest over there. There's like a lot of trees with butterflies hanging yeah. in there. It's like... Wow, uh, yeah. I guess <laughs> not a quiet. surprise there were no bunnies there because all the bunnies ended up in my neck of the woods. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I had feel like 15 trees by the end of the game. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. it's it, this is one of those games where you're concentrating so much on your own forest. You, you, it's, it's, it's hard to look and see what everybody else is doing and to try to develop a strategy to mm. effectively block them or, you know at least figure out what what the heck they're doing because there's mm-hmm. so much information there's so many ways to score in this game yeah it's it's it, it can be a little overwhelming in that aspect mm. uh, i do like how clear the trees are mm-hmm. like every the animals everything is very green on <clears throat> excuse me green on green on green but the animals really stand out and the trees how do you make a tree stand out amidst all these other green trees? They did a really nice job. <laughs> yeah, you make it autumn. Make it a seasonal, <laughs> right. 
But even the green tree stands out. They did yeah, a really good job with background and everything in, these, yeah, I agree in this with art. That for sure. Yeah. Another well, really interesting part about the way you like strategize and score in this game is that a lot of the cards, most of the cards, you know, other than the trees, have multiple sides to them. So they can play on the top of your tree or on the bottom of your tree or on the mm-hmm. right of your tree or on the left of your tree, depending on the kind of card it is. Mm-hmm. So can the you, birds be on the bottom? I don't know if there's any birds that live no, on the bottom. No, okay. no, and that's they they made that's it true cool. true to life, right? Yeah. Anything that would be up top, say anything that flies or yeah, can climb up will birds. be at the top part of the card. And then things that would either grow or exist solely on the ground will be the bottom part huh, of that card. Neat. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a tough choice sometimes. You know, you have like if you're going for two strategies, right? You have a bunny on the right and like a lizard on the on the left or something. You're like, "Wow, which one of these is in the long run going to be better for my overall score, you know? So, mm-hmm. and how much I, does it cost? Yep. And how much space do I have on my trees? Do I have any spaces to the right mm-hmm. or left or bottom? So it's, yeah. Cause your cards cool. are your currency in this game. Don't forget mm-hmm. that. It's like, Oh, yeah. I got to get this card into play, but it's going to cost me these two other right. cards, which I really want to play the next turn. Yeah. Or, and your what do turn I do? is to draw two cards or play a card, right? So you could mm-hmm. play like, let's say the Fox and it's not only playing one card out of your hand, which is the fox, but two other cards need to get discarded into the main stack to play that fox. So now you've used up three cards in one turn and have to kind of refill your hand for a turn or two. How yep. do you think using cards as currency is on theme? Is it like an evolutionary thing? Hmm. Are certain animals chasing other animals out or you can't have so many animals at once? Oh, Interesting. I mean, you know, you think yeah. about that fox. I mean, that, that fox gonna give away a lot of quills and yeah. uh, money. I mean, yeah. mm. but <laughs> yeah, also, I thought that, yeah. that's really cool. I think that I think I, that does work. I'm wondering how much thought they put into it. I I hope some because when now that you say that, you know, playing either a bunny or a fox, you know, the fox is on the left and the bunny's on the right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, they might have put some thought into that for sure. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, nah, yeah, I get me spinning. I think another another key point in the game that it can get your brain burn a little bit is uh, looking for those bonuses and combos. Mm-hmm. You see. Mm-hmm. As Mikey said, a lot of these cards are split, so it's like, okay, I can I can use the fox, or I can use this other thing, and if I use this other thing, it's gonna give me more points every time I put more paws down in play. So, mm-hmm. and I'm putting down a lot of paws. I got gold. I got bunny. Yeah. So. Yeah, if I if I put this one out and it's gonna give me a new card every time I put a paw into play, well that well, like, yeah, that, that card cost me two cards, but I got one back for free. Right, yeah. What Ed's uh alluding to there is that the cards have a symbol on them that matches the type of card it is. So like a paw would be kind of a terrestrial creature like a bear or like a fox mm-hmm. or whatever. Or bunnies even have a paw on them. And then trees have a tree symbol or some the plants that go on the bottom have a little plant symbol. So there's other cards that you play that m- are multiplicative or additive to the amount of that symbol you have out in play. Yes. <laughs> Again, more complexity. Yeah. yeah. Some, and uh, do, the bon- layers. do the bonuses, they are the same for everybody. There's no secret bonuses that you can get like well, personal there, victory yeah, points. No personal no. goals, right? Oh, yeah, there's no, no personal, personal like hidden one. No. Mm-hmm. I do like those personal goals. They are fun. They actually. tend they, to work out well for me. They also make people mm-hmm. like, they surprise people at the end of the game that, you know, it mm-hmm. doesn't make them feel like a runaway leader. Nobody feels safe when there's some secret points. Yep. <laughs> okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Forest Shuffle. What do you think, Mike? I had a good time with this one. Um, the 
Although, you know, Ed lied to me. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, sh- no surprise. Yeah, no surprise. It happens every time. holding yeah. on to rules until the middle of the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I, there's, I always have a soft spot claiming in my heart. Claiming he's doing us a favor. <laughs> claiming he's doing oh, us yeah. a favor. Come Ed, on. Maybe one of these days you'll just do he the has research to get, He has to get some kind of bonus off of uh, telling Ed, us all the rules, I guess. Ed right? and I predicted that would happen <laughs> yeah, before even true. my we were pre-game. Like, Ed, yeah, yeah, it can happen. It is recorded, too, so there's proof but um anyway all right so um i i i really have a soft spot for deck uh games that have um multi-use cards like a lot of strong and important choices to make and this game was chock full of them um there was a lot going on but i don't think it was too much in the end so i definitely say dig this one up and my and ed I enjoyed the push and pull playing cards and see and seeing stuff in the middle that you want it's fun to collect the right stuff and see if the points multiply like bunnies. <laughs> yeah, so I'll dig this up to <laughs> assemble a nice forest clearing again. Evan? Forest Shuffle, it looks really nice and it plays really nice. The rules are generally easy to follow. It's about unlocking those special effects and bonuses most of the time. Lots of paths to victory in this forest. So replayability is excellent. Dig it up. <laughs> well, which animals would you collect by your trees? Let us know. We are at which game first on all social media. Our last game up this week is Pocket Paragons Origins. That's colon origins. Designed by Brian McKay. Published by Soils Game Studio in 2022. Number of players, two, ages 13 and up. Playtime, three to 15 minutes. Pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Mike, what are in these boxes? The cover of the box puts us in the middle of a mano a mano battle between an armored warrior wielding a molten sword and crossing blades with a regalish, I guess, regal plant crab hybrid? <laughs> I'm trying to tell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, inside, we find six character decks. Uh, actually, hmm, I, let's, let's amend that, actually. The, the starter deck, the starter set has six character decks. Um, each deck is a seven uh, card combat deck with a couple of um, different cards for the characters that you're playing. Um, there's two HP dials for your hit points and a sticker sheet. That's right, stickers. Um, and that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if this game is worth pocketing, Evan, slip out out the rules. Let's go. All right, here you go. Right from the designers of the game. Basically one paragraph, nice and short. Each (laughs) player chooses a paragon and takes their deck of seven unique cards. Every turn, players choose a card from their hand and play them simultaneously. Boom. Both cards are revealed, and then the characters either take damage have their card canceled and sent back to their hand, or are defeated. Whoa. Play the right card at the right time and have a strong read of your opponent's intentions to win. Those are... That's it. That's how you play. That is it. Take a card, (laughs) slam it down at the same time, whatever happens, happens. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. I like it. All right. So we played this in person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Was this a review copy, Ed? This is. We got these. Uh, we got like four, four boxes from the designers at Pax Unplugged. <clears throat> well, uh, this was... Okay, so let's talk about the art. 
What did we think of the cards? I, I want to talk about the art and the symbology. What did we think of the way the cards looked? They're clean, easy to read. Mm. Yeah, the, the play side of the cards is very straightforward, like symbols that are the, mostly the same across all different decks so that people kind of have an idea of what the other player is doing just by the color and the symbology. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty nice. It does have that symbol. It does have symbols on the top and the bottom mm-hmm. that are that do different things or mean different things. So you mm-hmm. got to be a little careful of that because you might have a book symbol on the top and a fist symbol on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to pay attention to what it can counter, which is usually at the bottom. I definitely would say clean. I love the bright colors. There aren't any confusing colors that are too close together, which is uh, sometimes a problem in card mm-hmm. games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the numbers are very clean. Uh, and I liked the the write-up at the bottom. I would say much cleaner than MTG. Sorry, MTG, but your cards <laughs> can be really hard to read sometimes. Hear yeah. that, Garfield? Be- <laughs> yeah, hear that? <laughs> Beautiful yeah. looking, but boy, oh boy, hard to read sometimes. Yeah. Not the case with Pocket Paragons. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk I, about also, the... Uh, yeah, actually, I just want to say one more thing. The um, the On the front of the cards, like where the actual art, like the stylistic art is... I thought that they actually came up with some interesting and unique characters instead of just a human with big armor or a human that looks like a thief, you know, like maybe somebody who has a slightly alien. Like one of them is like a sunflower with with a robe on and all these vines coming out. Um, mm-hmm. One yeah. is like a crab, like Venus flytraps hybrid thing. Mm-hmm. So I thought the characters actually looked interesting and weird, which which is good new, fresh. Yeah, new, fresh. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. There definitely was some thought in uh, into the style of the cards and, mm-hmm. and the characters. Um, and it and does look like the- maybe it, they went back and forth with the artist a few times. Yeah. yeah and each of these boxes contains uh, six different characters to choose from. And they're you know, themed together. You know, the the on decks. Their, old, their decks are. Yeah. The origins were had to... No, some the origin Paragon characters. Another one were called Temporal Odysseys, and they had a different theme among mm-hmm. the characters in that set. Yeah, they even give you like a difficulty level for playing each one, like complexity level of each character. Because mm. they do play fairly, even though the rules are the same all the time. Yeah, I was going to say, that is a super challenge for this game sometimes. Sometimes this game, like, uh, that must have been really hard to play balance. All these different decks um, so that they one couldn't totally crush the other one. Um, so, you know, with so many different types of powers and what they counter, uh, I wonder how difficult it was to balance. What do you guys think? I mean, uh, I would beat down pretty quickly. So it, I think <laughs> a lot of it comes down not well, just to playing the right power, but... Playing the right power at the right time, and you know, even if you have great powers, if your timing is off, um, you might <laughs> yeah. get knocked down fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah Evan well, learned I mean, the hard way. There's <laughs> a lot of guesswork in this game. Well, I don't know. Like maybe it wouldn't be so much guesswork after the third or fourth time we've played. And they do recommend you play, I think, three rounds um, in general, um, mm-hmm. be- just to just so that you can get familiar and really know how to negotiate your deck, which mm-hmm, isn't mm-hmm. very big. So I think oh, after a little while, you'd, you'd get the hang of your deck pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, they do say the game could be three minutes long, so yeah, they're not kidding. You know, no, they're not, they're not kidding. Right. Me. And I don't have they're a problem with that, you know, yeah. 
Um, I don't think that the the game would be a, a definitive crush for one side every single time you played. Mm. Is there mm. luck of the draw, though, here, guys? I mean, well, sure. you have a, a variety of cards in your hand to choose from. So it's like, yeah, there's only four cards that you're not holding in your hand at any given time. <laughs> so, you know, right? there's a okay. little bit of luck of the draw, but it's more about, you know, timing and like playing against your opponent and kind of trying to outfox them and what card you might play at that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think the the basic gameplay is almost a little rock, paper, scissors mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. there's you no... Know, Every card is good against another type of card. Mm-hmm. So if you play and that person plays the, the opposing type, where you knock it out, it's like, ha-ha, my, my scissors beat your paper. Yep. I think it's more like rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock, and um, <laughs> and uh, what's the other? Uh, there's one more, uh, Chuck Norris. That's the one. Rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock, Chuck Norris. We'll <laughs> it's almost exactly that, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, so I the game moved fast. Um, it was a crushing blow on the on the rounds that we played with Evan. I was able to win pretty quickly, but I did, uh, yeah, and it did make a difference what I picked. And I did sort of, there was a deck that spoke to me, right? There's a little blurb on what type of deck it is, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, okay, I think I can figure out how to manage a deck that's based around that particular power or skill, that mm-hmm. s- seems right to mm-hmm. me. It feels good. So I think that's really cool that Pocket Paragons has so many to choose from that mm. one or two may really speak to your play style. And that's kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting how much variety they could put into so few cards and still make it like fairly balanced. I, I thought that was pretty pretty solid design in, the, in that aspect. I see that there is a play mat available. Pretty neat. Yeah. I don't know if that's <laughs> necessary, but yeah. I love play mats. Yeah, they are cool. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I are really cool. do. Neoprene. Yeah. <laughs> they are kind of nice to roll it out. You really feel like you're in an arena when you when you bust one of yes. those out. Especially yeah. card games. Like I love mm-hmm. Netrunner play mats and, and things. Mm-hmm. I do like them on yeah, play I think are really cool for card games in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they feel good when you're picking them up. Mm-hmm. And neoprene play mats are so common. I mean, neoprene is so common now that like mouse yeah, pads. Yeah, they print them in else. mass amounts now, so they're not super expensive anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury pocket paragons. Ed, pocket paragons is a very fast playing duel game. Out guessing your opponents, I imagine it's fun. I mostly just took a beating. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> But it does lead to having the game have a short time as advertised. Yep. The game could be over mm-hmm. in a minute. The duel is a bit light for my taste. But hey, I'll go for another round of getting beat up in the face again while Mikey lightly buries me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. It's really lightweight. Pretty easy to understand. Portable. You can take it on a car ride or whatever and play it because it's mm-hmm. only one card at a time for the most part. Um, the rules were a little clumsy in, in spots, and I can understand they were trying to make variety, so it made things a little tricky. But the basics were pretty simple. Um, there was enough characters to keep it kind of fresh for a while. So, I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't make a whole day of it, but uh, definitely give it a dig up for now. Evan? Pocket Paragons was 
pretty straightforward and <laughs> but frankly kind of dull for me uh guessing what your opponent will play that's to me seemed the main thrust of the game and if you guess wrong you're in trouble oh yeah Turn three. um not these games are not my, usually my cup of tea so nothing you know it's more me not it <laughs> I, I will i will bury it mm-hmm. i gotta say that <laughs> i <laughs> I thought that the uniqueness of the decks and sort of choosing a style really worked for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that the deck is done. You don't have to spend uh, three hours trying to build it. Um, I like that the play is fast. And I think it's a fantastic warm-up game. Good, A few laughs. You'll get a few laughs out of it. Maybe even a couple of role-playing moments <laughs> as you slam <laughs> down your victorious cards. Slam! Yeah. I, all around, I liked it. Thought the art was solid. Very clean. Very nice. I would definitely play it on a regular basis as a warm-up game. <laughs> Dig it up. Uh-huh. Which battle games pull you into Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat! <laughs> Let us know we're at which game first. And that brings us to the end of our show. We look forward to hearing from you guys. Come and let us know what you've been up to. We love to hear about your personal game explorations. We're on Discord and Instagram. Reach out anytime. If you'd like more perks and content from us, just go to our website and click on Become a Supporter today. And for just $3 a month, you will get access to the back catalog and every week new, every other week new episode of our podcast patron only podcast go ahead do it if you get a chance please leave us a like rating or review happy gaming explorers how does this canvas look on me let's shuffle up all these little trees and place them on our canvas mortal combat